Kicking off week seven, episode 27, the Darrell Henderson of episodes. I'm still not sure. I can't remember where we fell on if this was going to be the Sean Alexander of the episodes. Is he 37? Do we land on 37? He's 37. Okay. Yeah, we were talking about maybe potential for Ray Rice video, and then we decided against that. Nope, not going to do that. (laughs) Anything regarding Ray Rice and video is bad, 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 bad. So we're not doing that. Episode 27. Episode 27. We're here. We're alive. We've survived. Um, You know... There are some things that football tonight, man. Football, baby. Yeah, yeah, get excited. Get excited because football, you know, kicked off again for this week. We're going to recap the game. We've got our big picks of the week. We've got will, you know, our will they bounce? We got our heavy hitter matchups. It's going to be a fun, fun time. And then we can just skip right over the would you rather question that makes everyone uncomfortable. Don't have to do that. Ever I'll, I'll think again. about that. Thanks. Uh, no, you know, okay, I thought about one it. thing I want to bring up because it's it's a small thing that I don't think a lot of people know about, and it's something that almost ruined my life. It's it's a game I didn't get into until I had met my girlfriend, and it's a game called Crokinole. And if if no one has ever heard of a game called Crokinole, it's the most addictive. I have never heard of competitive it. game because it's it's usually a two or four. Look, just go look up videos. It's like a whole like. It's a game that should be on like ESPN, you know, eight the Ocho, and it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's like a big wooden board. Crokinole. Crokinole. It just whenever Crokinole. you have time. When if you've never heard of Can it, I get a country of origin, please. Um, Narnia, actually. I oh, perfect. I, yeah, I have no clue. All I know is that it ruins relationships and friendships, <laughs> and we get so me and my girlfriend are, are really competitive. And we play this game and it's like you flick these little discs. And it's like um, it's, it's like these big, thick wooden checkers almost. And you have to like get them into this circle. And it's, it's, it's really fun. It's addictive because like you can almost be really good at it. But then you just you, you want to beat the other person. It's just it's awful. It's awful and great and just sad and fun. It sounds like the kind of game that people in your family or certain friends that you would never think would beat you in yeah. a game. For whatever reason, that game. Yeah, you don't have they to be athletic. You. you just have to be able to flick things, <laughs> and it's it's so simple and easy that you should be really good at it. But you're not as good as you want to be. It's just it's it's so many levels of fun and frustration. So look into that. Speaking of fun levels of fun and frustration, this game, this Thursday night. Depending on who you started in this Thursday game, your Friday and Saturday will either be really fun or really miserable. I'm glad you dropped that nugget again because. Before the show started, Travis dropped a nice piece of knowledge. He's like, "Man, this is a this is a really good or really bad game depending on who you played." I'm like, wow, that sums up I every got lucky, fantasy man. football match. I say that as I started Dearness Johnson and uh, Javante Williams, and actually, oh, sudden goodness. in a PPR, he gave you enough. It wasn't great, that, but he didn't murder that, you. What a that was a that's a ballsy bold move. Because like you're either getting a really good game or a really bad game. I started Touchdown. him everywhere Dear- I could. I honestly think it was actually Nick Chubb in a Dearness Johnson jersey, and he just he's like, no, 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 I can't, I can't actually go out there as myself. So, so when they showed Nick Chubb on the sideline, right? Who was, was that? A- who was no, that? That was costume? that was still Nick Chubb, but oh. he had to change really fast. You oh, it was noticed just that, that they quick. Did, that, yeah. The cameras changed, Got you. and it was no longer Nick Chubb. <laughs> You're ridiculous. So, yeah, that look the 
the whole production quality of this game was r- ridiculous. Yeah, just it was. Not ever. It's just wow. There's a few things <laughs> that I was. Tell me about at. Odell Beckham. I'd rather not talk about him ever again because it looks like this dude. He's toast. Just cannot stay healthy. What happened to this dude? Like you, if you were to tell me. Like three years ago, when he went to when he was traded to New York, was it two or three years ago? But he's traded to New York, new start. Eli was the problem. He he's not getting the ball enough, and now we're we've got Baker Mayfield. Did, didn't New York draft him? him? Oh, you mean when he was traded from New York? Yeah, he was traded from New York oh, to from Cleveland. New York. Did I say yeah? Yeah. T- yeah. Whatever the the trade situation was, Odell just <laughs> yeah. has not been Odell at this point. He is a name. There is no trade, in my opinion, there's no trade value left. No, not he with is, anybody that pays attention. Maybe in a family league with somebody who yeah, remembers the catch. Yeah, if you're just in catch. a low stakes, you know, home league where people just know that name, yeah. send, a, send the trade request on a postcard with his one-handed catch on the back. There was a sideline catch that he tried to make tonight with two hands that he probably should have had. And it looked like he got hurt. You know, he was writhing in pain. Landed on, the side on his line. shoulder. It yeah. was not an injury. It was humiliation from another drop ball. And he, you know, when when athletes like they make a bad play and they're like, "Dang, man, like it hurts yeah. a little bit." And that that was what was going on. It had nothing to do with an actual injury. I just, I gotta tell you, man. I I really think it was when he beat up that fan. I think that took it out of him. That just. <laughs> Okay, that's enough, Odell. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve five minutes of conversation. Um, Teddy Two Gloves looked awful for a large stretch of this game. It that looked switch like he is was coming. Just in shambles. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. I think it was just. I think it was just a short week. He was already banged up. Give him a longer rest period. Um, I don't know when their buy is, but I can tell you it's not going to come soon enough. That dude is beat up, and that that running game for. A large part of the game looked pedestrian. He yeah. he was just bouncing balls to to dudes like short three yard passes. Like you could not get it over the hashes. Even if he was on the far hash throwing it across the field, he was bouncing into Melvin Gordon. Just looked bad. And Javante. Yeah, my gut says that 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 they make a switch there pretty soon. I don't. I really. Do I don't think, think so. so. I they they asked they asked um Vic Fangio at at halftime if they were gonna bring in. Drew Locke, and they said no. So I I don't think that they're going to go with Drew Locke. I think that's kind of a, a death knoll. Even if it's just a, hey, we need a, an extra week to get Teddy ready, I don't I don't think they're going to do that. Um, Javante and Melvin in this game, I mean, each of them got touchdowns. Yeah, pretty overall pretty uh, unsatisfying night from fantasy if you did not have Mr. Johnson. So Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Tell me some more exciting stuff. We got a lot of fun stuff. Tonight. Oh, sure. We've got we've got a bunch of like I said, big picks, all the fun of fantasy. We're not going over every single game on the slate, just the relevant ones, just the ones that maybe are some interesting, harder discussions to have during this bye week laden week. We've got a lot of players out. Um I mean where do we want to start? I don't think we want to get right into the big picks yet, do we? Or do we want to talk about? No, we got to make people wait for that. Yeah, that's that's the big stuff. That let's let's go bounce back, followed by the heavy hitters, and then we'll wrap it up with the big picks of the week. I love it. So tell me, Travis, does it bounce? I'm about to bounce back. Bounce back. Bounce back. I'm about to bounce back. Are we about to bounce? Let's bounce. 
Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold will bounce back this week after a 16-point week last week. Uh, you'll touch on this a little later in the show, I believe, but there were a lot of missed connections that if just a few of them hit, there's some guys, including Sam Darnold, that will really benefit from that. And they're not going to stop taking those shots, so they just got to connect. And the numbers say that eventually they will. And Matt Stafford just absolutely lit up the Giants. A walk in the park, 250 with four touchdowns uh, with a top five finish for Matt Stafford. So no reason to think that Sam Darnold, while he may not throw for four touchdowns, he is giving you 30 to 40 on the ground. And I bet he gets close to 300 and two or three scores. Should be a pretty easy day for Sam Darnold. Well over 20 points. I like it. I like it. Um, I'll round it out with my quarterback pick. My quarterback pick this week to bounce back is Ryan Tannehill. He faces the Kansas City Chiefs, which have been kind of favorable for quarterbacks. Granted, the offense is it's in like no a way common shape theme or now. Form. The star of the week is whoever the Chiefs are playing. It's kind of one of the, you know, I wasn't going to go there, but there are some other quarterbacks I was kind of interested in. Um, Carson Wentz had a good week last week. Yeah, I'd like that but, play. Uh, you know, against the 49ers, 49ers aren't great against the pass. But Ryan Tannehill here, I just feel like ignoring even the the narrative that this is going to be a high-scoring game, it's it's more of a the Chiefs cannot put pressure on the passer. They've given great fantasy weeks to any quarterback not named Taylor Heineke, and we all know what the game plan for the Titans is. It's It's to run the ball, but... I also think that that does open up more passing opportunities for Ryan Tannehill because they have to respect the run. And the Kansas there's City not Chiefs a better play action opportunity than acting like you're going to give it to Derrick Henry right yeah. now. <laughs> and even if Julio doesn't play, I still favor you know a a one trick pony in in AJ Brown. You're not going to be able to really stop him. The Chiefs are also really bad against the tight end, so that's going to add some relevance. You know, with a, a late you know deep flyer for Anthony Ferks or it's it's not impossible to see you know Ryan Tannehill clean up his act here and put together a solid competent game get a couple touchdowns and be a solid streamer that you're going to need so you don't have to pay you know play a Tua or um I don't know anyone else a Big Ben or something like that or Big Ben's off but someone like that so I think I think Tannehill's gonna have a nice week I like it running back I'm going with Miles Sanders I know it feels like everybody in the industry is on this play this week, and I think it's for good reason. It has to happen eventually um, for the Eagles to be successful. They have to run the ball. You cannot. They they've shown us and they've seen themselves. If you say here, Jalen, let it fly, um, he's going to throw it all over the place, so far away from his receivers. Um, over and over again. So yeah, he lets it fly. I think Miles sure. Sanders is is a nice play. You drafted him in the fourth round, maybe into the third round, and when you do that, you're wanting a top twenty running back. I think this week he's inside that top fifteen. They're gonna try to force him. I mean, that the coach speak alone, which is not always a great thing, but they're acknowledging now finally publicly we have to get Miles Sanders going because we're too predictable right now. They can't win the way they've been playing. So. I'm not saying 20-plus carries, but I think 15 carries, three or four catches. Miles Sanders gets close to 20 touches. 100 yards and a score from Miles Sanders. Spicy. Ooh, who do they have this week? They've got the Raiders, right? They've got the Raiders this week. That should be, that should be fun. 
I like it. I like that pick, um, especially if they're looking to to kind of reestablish an identity. That'll be a theme for a few teams this week. Could go worse. Um, my pick this week. Um, I'm following a formula of just pick pick guys against bad teams. <laughs> this is a good formula, and I, <laughs> yeah, it, it tends to work. Um, this one. It, it didn't feel great, but I really believe in Chase Edmonds this week. I think just thinking through the logistics of this game and what I expect the game script to be, I don't expect there to be a lot of Kyler mobility needed in this game. It's always inherently there, but I really think that Chase Edmonds is going to play that pseudo Kyler scramble role where he's going to catch some balls. Uh, Kyler's not going to be under pressure, so he's going to have time to either throw it downfield or check down. Kyler's not going to have to use his legs. So Chase Edmonds, I think he can get into the end zone against a soft, soft, almost non-existent Texans defense. So Chase Edmonds is my pick, I think, especially in a PPR, half-point PPR league. This guy, this is, this is a good matchup for him. I, I, I think this is a bounce back for him. While I think Chase Edmonds has a good day because he's playing the Texans, I think James Conner has a bigger day. Wow. Than Chase wow, Edmonds. Okay. You heard it here uh, first. We will we will revisit this on Monday night. Connor versus right. Edmonds. I think that game script is going to be much like we've seen so far this year, where they're up so early. And Chase Edmonds actually got a little bit banged up towards the end of the last game. I think if they're up with which we're expecting 14, 20 points, we could see 15 to 20 carries for Connor. I think he's a sneaky start of the week. Yeah, they're favored by 16, so we'll see. But to get there, to get to those 30 points, Edmonds is going to have a big part of that because he's Texans are not going to be able to keep up with him. Um, Chris Godwin, receiver for me, for my bounce-back candidate. It feels like it's his turn. They kind of play a little bit of roulette with these receivers in Tampa because they're, they're all so good. But he's had three bad weeks in a row, and it's not a, a squeaky wheel thing because Chris Godwin is not that kind of guy. But Brady has been around long enough to know it's his turn. This guy's incredibly important to us. Um, Antonio just had his week. Mike Evans had his week the week before. I think Godwin gets you pretty close to a 20-point, if not over 20-point week this week. The pendulum swings back, and you get the late third, early fourth round value out of Chris Godwin in week seven. Yeah, also something to monitor there. Antonio Brown banged up with an ankle injury, and Gronkowski also not practicing. So. Definitely keep an eye if both of those guys miss. Obviously, there's going to be larger shares of the pie um, for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. So nice call on that, um, especially against my Bears. I don't see a lot stopping them. So. They're so good. Yeah, the Bears are so good. Agreed. It's <laughs> so Just good. so good. My wide receiver pick to bounce back, Jacoby Myers. Again, following my trend of just face the worst defense. Could it be? Because <laughs> I think I'm calling it right now. This is the week he gets his first ever career touchdown. What will you do if he does not? I will be wrong. I will be wrong. <laughs> what will you do in a 30 second video released on Twitter? What? I have to do something on Twitter now because of this? How about an incredibly hot pepper oh, or God. something? That's not worth it. Fairly nasty That's to not, eat. Not horrible to eat, but that fairly sounds gross. awful. I, I don't like any of that. That For Jacoby Myers? No. <laughs> yeah. It's time for him to score a touchdown. Sure. You're calling it. What are, we call, what, what are the stakes <laughs> the st- here? You wear a Packers hat on the next show? <laughs> oh, God. I'd rather chop my arm off. Ooh. 
Oh, gross. I might have to send you a Packers hat. I, I, I won't buy it. one. Heck no. Just know that I will I will post a video of me burning it. Um Okay, we will we will figure we'll out figure what you're gonna out. have to do, but even if oh, it's small, goodness. you're calling the shot. Call the shot. He sees twenty five percent of the targets on this team and the Jets struggle um against everyone, particularly the uh, the the run, but I mean it's the Jets. Who on the Jets is gonna stop anyone? Um Jacoby Myers though, twenty five percent of the targets, I think that gets it done in a game against the Jets. So get that touchdown. You're especially in a PPR league. Excuse me, in a PPR league, I think he gets it done. I like it. Those are some good bounce back candidates. Those six guys. I have a bonus. Oh, I have a oh, bonus here. Oh, oh episode twenty seven. Yeah, Look at I've, you showing off. Right. I have a bonus bounce back, and it's Robbie Anderson. I uh, love it. So I know you're you're kind of hopping on the Sam Darnold bandwagon, if that's even what it is at this point. It's kind of missing some wheels. But Robbie Anderson has seen 11 targets in two of the last three games, albeit they've been very inaccurate targets. I think that this is a sneaky, sneaky start in a week where like you're it. really looking to plug holes. You've got a lot of guys on by, some valuable pieces. You probably either Robbie Anderson's sitting on waivers or he's sitting on the bottom of your bench. You can throw him in there. I think he's going to see some volume. Um, we're going to talk about the Panthers later on in the show. He scored last week, right? Um... I think, I think he scored touchdowns. Did he? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, he yeah, he did. Up the middle. He uh he went three for eleven in a touchdown. So gross, but still saved the day. Like I said, I think he's seeing more volume. All right, what's our stat line for Robbie Anderson? Let's see, let's see how far how far apart we are. Yeah. For this week, I think Robbie Anderson's gonna go for like five for seven for fifty eight yards and a touchdown. All right. I was thinking five catches, eighty seven yards and a score. Wow. Okay, I went more. I went much, much safer. Um, just thirty yeah, yards. It's no big deal. That's a, that's solid. We both think he goes over fifty in a score. That's if if we both agree, it's definitely yeah. happening. All right, I'm down for it, man. Put it in the book. Put it in the book. All right. Let's talk some heavy hitter matchups now, though, because we've got three games we're gonna break down. We're gonna break down the Eagles and the Raiders first. What are some things that we're looking for in this game? We've already talked about Miles Sanders. Who are some other guys that we should be keeping an eye on in this matchup? Yeah, the Eagles and Raiders, I mean, all three of these matchups, we've normally done uh, the three or four matchups that are absolutely just loaded with fantasy guys. And right. while these do have a ton of fantasy value in them, we, we kind of went a different direction going with what we thought were the three toughest matchups to kind of analyze this week mm-hmm. so eagles raiders outside of miles sanders getting around 20 total touches i think we need to see Devonte smith start to get it going or i'm going to start to be very worried about starting him especially in non-ppr leagues because yeah the volume is not there in the eagles passing game to support smith on his you know mediocre days Whereas with other receivers, it's like, oh, like even Cortland Sutton tonight. He wasn't great, but he didn't kill you. Do you think... Devontae Smith can... He can really hurt you a lot of weeks. Do you think that Devontae Smith is going to see a bump or an increase in targets with the departure of Zach Ertz this week? I don't know. I don't know that that was necessarily eating into his role. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... I watched a lot of the Eagles games uh, last couple weeks because I have so many shares of Hurts. Right. And these... The balls are hitting Smith 
right on the edge of his fingertips. I mean, we're close to hitting some 20, 30-yard passes. So it could be this week. I'm really hoping that it is because people were excited about Devontae Smith. I think it was a seventh or eighth round pick. Yeah. I mean, I'll be watching that along with Miles Sanders on the Eagles side. What about the uh, the Raiders? What do you got? Well, um, apart from what the Raiders do to wide receivers, their top five against wide receivers, um, just to kind of round out your previous point, um, in this week, you know, Josh Jacobs, obviously someone you're, you're going to keep an eye on, especially in PPR leagues. I'm keeping an eye on Hunter Renfro. Um, they like to use him all over the field. Um, he's going to see you know, probably seven to, to nine targets in this one, um, especially when you've got a rushing quarterback, a hopefully a revamped Eagles offense. Um, Waller needs to, to really check in in this one. The names aren't at this point a, a surprise. You're, you're not starting Brian Edwards in this one. He's kind of banged up. He's missed some practice this week. Uh, he's not really involved. He's not a key cog. Is that Terrell Owens, Brian Edwards, or Jerry Rice, Brian Edwards, that we haven't seen yet? Uh, no, this is actually Randy Moss. Um, oh, Randy, yeah, Moss, Randy Moss, Brian, Brian, Brian Edwards. Edwards. Which one are we going to get this we're weekend? Gonna, we're actually <laughs> we're going to see... Uh, God dang. Oh, God. I, I can't remember. Where did Randy Moss play? Uh, this is going to be um, the second stint in Minnesota, Randy Moss. They couldn't have... I mean, these... The, the beat writers couldn't have gone with any other receivers on a different tier than Randy Moss, T.O. This is going to be Jerry Rice. To compare week. him to. No, but not to, to pile too much on Brian Edwards. I mean, I'm, I'm okay starting, obviously, Waller. You're going to start Waller. Uh, Ruggs, definitely, especially this week. Buys everywhere. Ruggs nice, is a solid. Spot. He's seeing high volume, um, higher volume than he has normally seen in the past, and he's seeing high value targets. So Derek Carr has been having an extraordinary year. He's just been efficient, so especially coming off a nice game last week, yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Be, you know, he had a nice game against the Broncos. Fire him up. Josh Jacob is going to see volume. He's not very efficient, but he's going to see the volume. Um, I like the Eagles run D lately, but Josh Jacobs is a, is a start this week as well. So no no surprises there. Who wins? Who wins this one? For this one, I've got the Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders. Raiders got it. Their defense gonna gonna get it done. They're uh, they're playing for Gruden. Is like, they did you see their interviews? All of the players' interviews. What? No. Darren Waller and and Derek Carr. They were all like, you know, he's my guy. He's gonna be one of my best friends for the rest of my life. He he deserves That's forgiveness. So weird. It was almost like a rally. Like we're gonna do this for him. And it's like, wait a second. He got fired for bad things. <laughs> yeah. I I'm going to keep, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm not going to comment on it. I'm just not going to, nothing, nothing good comes from that. I just, very All puzzling, right. very puzzling. Uh, Colts and 49ers. Um, we, there are some names here that I, I want more from. That's kind of the overarching principle of this matchup is that I want more from these guys because offenses stand to improve. We're, I'm not going to, that's a great way to put I'm it. I'm not going to, not going to spend too much time on the, the obvious guys. You know, Jonathan Taylor is going to get a huge workload. Don't have to worry about what they're going to do with him. You know, more I'm interested in the running backs for the 49ers. I want to see is Elijah Mitchell, you know, now that he's past the, hopefully past the injuries, hopefully, you know, after a bye week, is he healthy? Is he going to pay off on that investment that you made on him after the first week when you had to most likely spend a large chunk, 
if not all of your fab to get him. Nine. I know in one league percent. I spent a lar- I spent eighty five percent of my budget on on Elijah Mitchell. Uh, and it's a pretty high stakes league, so I need him to to come in. He's looked good in spurts, and especially with Jimmy Garoppolo coming in, not taking away those rushing opportunities from a running back. I I want to see how this offense runs with him being the center point. Hopefully, another guy on the Forty ers though. I think the best thing I think the best thing with Mitchell before we move yeah. on from him is that Sermon had a chance, and he didn't take the job, and oh, so. Yeah. It's not like he he was out there killing and now Mitchell's healthy and then they're going to eat each other's workload. I feel right. like Mitchell is still the 1A. Oh sure, when when Mitchell returned, um Trey Sermon was relegated just to one touch. So, I don't think Trey Sermon's a risk at all. Um but moving on to the next piece is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, again, you you typically see the the coaches re um reimplement, you know, strategies that they wanted to get in the in the offseason into their offense. Maybe you haven't quite worked out the kinks. Brandon Ayuk is a guy that has seen some work. It hasn't been quite consistent in the way that you thought it was. You you spent probably a fifth round pick on Brandon Ayuk. So this is a guy I think, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo in there, the better quarterback that you want pushing this offense forward. I'm in, intrigued to see what Brandon Ayuk can do in this offense and how they, if they reincorporate him. In terms of the the Colts, though. Uh, I I want to see Michael Pittman, you know, T.Y. Hilton banged up, Paris Campbell gone, Zach Pascal annoying, you know, yeah. Forty Niners are middle of the pack against the wide receiver, and Pittman is in the top twenty in target share. So there are some numbers here. Are they going to? They're they're a run first team. First of all, I as much as we want Pittman to be a thing, or I want Pittman to be a thing, they are a run first team. So. I think Pittman needs to show me that he can be that alpha because lately he's just been kind of a guy that you can throw to, but not necessarily that you need to throw to. Yeah, Ayuk uh, and Claypool and T. Higgins, they were all in that same group in the fifth round where you're thinking, which of these three do I want? Why do I want them? All three of them have not really panned out for different reasons, um, whether it's not being professional enough with Ayuk or the injury to Higgins or Big Ben's arm for Claypool. Like all three of those have been a miss so far, yeah. unfortunately, but there's still a lot of season left. I think all three of those guys have a much stronger next six weeks than they've had. Yeah. And it's gonna be good news for Ayuk. I think it it almost feels like uh Shanahan was playing some some ego games with him and eventually he's going to earn his stripes back and get back in the lineup. He's too talented to not. Every time you watch him play, you're like, this guy's on a different level than your average receiver. I just don't want to see him turn into Dante Pettis 2.0. Yeah. Because I don't think he will. I I don't think he will. Yeah. I mean, I just don't like seeing people in in Shanahan's doghouse. So let's let's get out there, reestablish it, uh, Brandon. Let's, Let's get this rolling again. All right, who do you got? Who wins that one? Um, for this game, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go with the Colts. Um, I like it. I like it. I I think the Colts do win this. I too will take the Colts. I think it, until they stop, until somebody can slow down Jonathan Taylor right now. Yeah, he's too hot. They feel kind of like Cleveland, where they can control most games. Yeah, for sure. For sure, we've got another game to break down. This is gonna be a fun one to watch. I can't wait. It's the Bengals and the Ravens. 
many, many fantasy assets here. I don't think you're really shying away from T. Higgins or Jamar Chase in this one. Um, I especially I don't know that you have a better option on your roster than these two at these, uh, especially during the buys. This is a tough week, man. The buys are crazy. Yeah, this week. every season has one, but but especially this one. Um, some questions, Travis. What are some things that that you're kind of looking to to see happen, or maybe get a little bit more insight in? as we're working through week seven. Yeah, I think Latavius is probably not going to go. He has yet to practice. Uh, between Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell and Tyson Williams, we talked about this on the last episode, but yeah, I think the consensus was if you can stay away from all three, do, do that. Right. You may be forced to pick one and roll the dice. And for me... My gut says they give Le'Veon 12 touches and he gets in the end zone. I know you like Devontae Freeman a little bit better. Actually, you like Tyson. You said Tyson uh, last episode. So I have to kind of get away from the fallacy of rational coaching because I I don't... What I think should be the most likely thing probably isn't going to happen. As much as I'd love to see a renaissance for Tyson Williams, it's probably going to be a split between Le'Veon Bell Gross and Devontae Freeman grosser. So I just, it feels like they brought in Le'Veon Bell and now is a chance with Latavius out for a game. And then the bye week next yeah. week, run him a little bit harder, give him 12 touches, 15 touches, see what you got. And then you got to make sure. a decision over the bye week. Are we going to hang on to him? Or are we going to improve at a different position and move on? You know, I think to answer, they the- got to know what they, they, they had to find out what they have with Le'Veon Bell. Sure. I think, I think they know, <laughs> uh, Goodness, I, I, I can't bring myself to start Le'Veon Bell anywhere. But I think the this question kind of begs another question is maybe they don't run a bunch. Maybe they pass it because Lamar Jackson is already True. on pace to throw more passes than he did last year. He's got better weapons than ever. Yeah, Marquise Hollywood Brown looking better than ever. Um, Rashad Bateman made his, his debut last week and saw six targets in a game where they really didn't need to throw the ball. He didn't pile up a bunch of yards, but I think that he looked good and I, I, you know, made some rookie mistakes, knock off some rust and against a pretty stout Bengals defense though. I think this could be a game where the wide receivers are needed and Lamar Jackson is having to take on a larger workload. So maybe the answer here is Lamar Jackson just takes on the role of running back and quarterback, as we've seen so many times, and he throws it again close to 40 times, and the wide receivers are once again fantasy relevant. I would love to see that. I don't know about so, Bateman, man. I Rookie receivers, especially mid-season yeah. debut, that's tough. I have him in the group, to me, of like the Jalen Ragers of the uh of the nfl i don't know that interesting you can really rely on it like the brian edwards you're hoping for 40 or 50 in a score whereas hollywood brown is like you can get eight or nine catches for 100 in a score any given week i don't see that with bateman maybe i just don't know enough about him but rookies in general with a late start is just that's tough i hear you i think bateman is a special talent though um i'm not i won't put a guarantee on it at all um he very well could see low low volume, but I think in this game with Mark Andrews, Marquis Hollywood Brown, and Rashad Bateman being the top three options, I think he sees again probably close to six targets. And All who right. knows? Um, I think by the end of the season, though, 
we're going to be singing a different tune on Rashad Bateman. We're going to be very excited about his prospects moving into 2022. So keep that keep that in your ear. I think it's time, Travis. Uh, who do you have winning this game, though? Who do you have winning this game? Uh, the Ravens, for sure. Oh, man, I'm going Bengals, actually. <laughs> You're going with the upset. I go with the I, I go with the upset on this oh, one. Well, man, the Bengals have looked really good. You know, it's a close game, and the, and the one question I ask myself to decide this is pretty simple. Only one team has Le'Veon Bell. Oh dang. Okay. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> All right. Yep. Hundred percent. I changed my pick. Uh, no one wins this game. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> it's time. Nobody wins this game. <laughs> it's time for first tie of 2021. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's a tie. But like the, it's a tie asterisk. <laughs> Both teams lose. Um, okay. Big picks of the week. All right, Travis, we've got a positional player. Uh, at, well, positional player. We got a player at each position that we're going to yeah. make a pick on. We, you know how this goes. Big pick. Qu- give me a quarterback to start it off. These are different than our bounce backs. These are just guys we think are going to have a big, big, big game. Who do you got? Big game coming from Matt Ryan out of Atlanta, quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons for the last couple of years or so. Um, he has he's had two weeks to prepare for the Miami Dolphins. You really, only need two days. Who are still who are still pretty darn banged up. Yeah. Um, and he gets Calvin Ridley back, who's a pretty good receiver. So, uh, he between. Ridley coming back, Gage is back, Pitts is coming on. We saw last game, had a nice one. And Cordero Patterson, one of the surprises of the year. <laughs> He's got a lot of weapons going his way right now, and Miami's not going to have enough punch to keep up with them. So I think Matt Ryan goes for over 22 points this week, maybe 23. Wow, okay, I like it. I like it. My quarterback this week is Jimmy G. Garoppolo. Coming off the bye, what? yeah, he's going. Look, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's going to set the world on fire. I'm saying he's going to obliterate it, especially since the Colts have Whoa. the Colts have allowed 15 passing touchdowns this year, second worst in the league. I think this is a week that we're going to see them move the ball, get in the red zone a lot, and of course, Debo Samuel, those those other annoying weapons. Maybe we see a Ross Dwelly touchdown. Well, what I'm saying is that Jimmy Garoppolo leaves. You're going nuts right now with this. You're talking about Jimmy G and Ross Dwelly. I yeah. Mean, I'm look, man. I love I'm, it. Who else can you name on that team that might get one? Um, <laughs> How far down can you go? So, uh, yeah, we're gonna see um, that that Trent Sherfield, Richie James. Does he still play there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna see guys all over the place. Um, but no, Jimmy G. I think he's. I like it. I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be a a solid, fun matchup to watch. I think Jimmy G's gonna have a nice uh, comeback game. So let's go, Jimmy G. Light it up against the Colts. But I still have Colts winning that game. Oddly enough. Yeah, I mean, I I liked Jimmy G. Not as a fantasy quarterback, but just as a NFL quarterback. He won sixty plus percent of his games. The dude knows how to play, and people were all about. Yeah. Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. And Shanahan was like, he's not ready. Jimmy's a winning quarterback. Sure, we saw that. He, and he said it. The second he's healthy, or even close to mm-hmm. healthy, he's our starter. So We're putting him in there because that offense looked awful with Trey Lance. Yeah, it did. Um, running back, pick of the week, Damian Harris. New England Patriots projected for 11 versus the New York Jets. I do not know how 
He is projected for 11. Coming off of 18 carries for over 100 yards and a touchdown. And let me hear you, zero fumbles, which is amazing for a Damian Harris owner. (laughs) If you have some Damian Harris and Ronald Jones doghouse nightmares, it's really nice to get through a game where he scores a touchdown and does not fumble it. They're going to try and give him the game ball, and he's going to drop it. So so the Jets are giving up the second most fantasy points on the ground, which is not a surprise. Nope, not at all. They are pretty Swiss cheese up front. Yeah, so Damian Harris has a big day. I think the Patriots win that one. And Yeah, that's not a shock. I'm going to go with another 100 yards and a score. Back-to-back 16-plus point weeks for Damian. Wow, okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. It's bold. It's it's Comic Sans bold, and I like it. It's not so bold that he has a good day against the Jets, but projecting seven or eight points over his yeah. computer projection, I think, is bold enough. Those darn machines making up numbers. My running back this week comes with a bunch of context. Chuba Hubbard. It's not hard to imagine that the fill-in for Christian McCaffrey on that offense would be relevant, but Matt Rule has come out and says that they plan to change their identity moving forward to that of a run-first team. I can't blame you when Sam Darnold goes 17 of 41. Just You can't do it, um, especially yeah. considering the Giants are one of the league's worst teams against the running back position. I love Chuba in this game. He, he's probably going to end up being one of the most valuable pickups midseason especially for owners that just kind of absolutely maybe you drafted him and just because he's a handcuff and he's finally paying off, you know, way to go you. So I, I think Chuba Hubbard has a massive game. I think that dude's going over uh, 150 total yards and he's getting, he's getting a touchdown in this one. 150 yards for Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah. So I Sam Darnold can't have that big of a day then. No, no, it's all Chuba. Wow. Well, there goes my bounce back player of the week. Hey, man. Sorry. Sucks to suck, man. And if your Robbie Anderson sneaky pick hits, then DJ Moore won't be hitting because there's not enough. Yeah. There's not enough work when Chuba's getting 150. No. No, I think I think Chuba, 150 total yards. Doesn't so, have to be. Have so to be basically, if your if your start of the week at running back hits, there's going to be a lot of disappointed Panther fantasy owners. Probably outside of Hubbard. I, wow! I, yeah, I'm you just put it. a damper on my night. I'm I hope it. you're wrong, but you could definitely be right. <laughs> Matt Rule, I feel like that's a good, that's a great bullet point. Matt Rule is like one of the coaches that you should yeah, trust for sure. He just yeah. tells you exactly like, here's what we want, here's what we want to do. We're gonna do it. Yeah, he pretty much All told right. you. Yeah, my wide receiver. Instead of contradicting and saying that your picks are going to be wrong, I'm going to go with your Ryan Tannehill pick and say that A.J. Brown is the second-round pick that you spent on him, most likely. They will have the game script going for them against the Chiefs offense that started to heat up. Even though it was a little sloppy, I think they're going to be fine pretty soon. The Chiefs' D is terrible, and A.J. Brown looked very strong in the second half on Monday night. And I think Julio is more banged up than we think. He's Probably. he's playing, but he's more of a decoy role right now, uh, which is sad because I, w- I have Julio in a few places. I thought he was going to have a good bounce back here. 
doesn't look like that's the case right now. But A.J. Brown had, I think, eight or nine catches for 80-plus yards in the second half. And they're starting to, to figure out, we got to yeah. get this through the ball. For we sure. like to call him the tank. Even though he's on a team with an actual metal tank at running back, Yeah, he, too, he himself is a D.K. Metcalf-level tank athlete. So let's yeah. get A.J. going. Let's get A.J. for 100 in a score. Everybody's getting 100 in a score. This is Oprah tonight. I'm for it, man. I, I love it. Yeah, A.J. Brown in this matchup is gold. My wide receiver pick makes me a little scared. I don't a feel... Little? I don't feel super great about it, but I'm <laughs> look, my pick Just is, own it, all right? My pick is Allen Robinson. Look, if it doesn't happen now, it's not happening this season. I call this the kill switch game. If this if he doesn't pop in this game against the league's worst secondary, you gotta get him out off of your team. There's no sense in giving yourself hope. If he if he if he breaks out later in the season, it was just never meant to be because there's going to be negative game script. There's going to be no one that can cover Allen Robinson other than a way past his prime Richard Sherman if he plays, um, which I honestly I don't I have to look into that I don't know if he's playing, but I think I think there is a, a chance that he gets a touchdown here. Touchdowns are weird and unpredictable, but I think even if it's garbage time, I think this might be a game where they try to get him involved. And Allen Robinson crossed my fingers, but I think this is the game. He finally gets you, may, might not blow the roof off the place, but I think he could get you, you know, maybe 60 yards and a touchdown. So putting that out there, I think this is the game that he can outdo those projections when he's projected low already. Let me ask you this about Allen Robinson. If he does go for 60 to 75 and a score, is this your get-out-of-jail-free card? Are you taking this game and selling it as quickly as possible? hundred percent, one hundred percent. So yeah, so this is it. So you're hoping for that game. You need that seventy, seventy-five yard game, six or seven catches mm-hmm. and a touchdown. You say he's back. You know that yep. it's only because of the matchup, and then you bail. Yep, you, you right. have to move him because I agree. You're not gonna get value after that. Yeah. Probably. I'm with you. Uh, we're ending this with tight ends. Yeah, they always seem to sneak up on us. <laughs> Might as well. Mike Kosicki, Miami, 13 points in three of the last four matchups. He has been sneaky good at the tight end position. Number five in the NFL at, at tight end and targets. That usually equates to pretty good production. And what we saw from Tua in his, in his first game back was almost magnetic to Kosicki yeah. and Waddle. And Kasiki had eight catches on nine targets for 115. Crazy. You cut the yards in half and give him a score, or maybe 60, 70 yards in a score. Kasiki is a lock to be a top 10 tight end, I think, as long as Tua is healthy. I, I, maybe I, uh, top 10 is pretty generous. I, I would say top six. Top, I would say top six. You need 30 yards to be a top 10 tight end. So I, yeah. uh, I like the I top, li- top like five the or six there. range. Okay. I like it. Um, I mean, especially in that matchup, sure. Uh, they don't really have anyone else to throw it to, so the only way I could see that not happening is if uh, Tua gets traded and they have Jacoby Brissett, um, which could happen. Who knows? The trade deadline approach. Maybe Deshaun Watson. Oh, goodness. Maybe. My tight end pick of the week 
is none other than the Bengals, CJ Uzama. The Ravens are one of the league's worst teams against the tight end, and Uzama is being used usually in the red zone. He doesn't see a lot of targets, um, but this year he already has three touchdowns in the last three weeks. More of a streamer for me, but I'm, I'm looking at the matchup. I look at this as a game where the Bengals are going to try to control the pace of the game. They're going to try to control um, the clock, and they're going to you know be able to move the ball with the weapons that they have. They've been very efficient on offense. So I see them as being a, you know in the red zone a few different times, and especially with the way that the Ravens are against the wide receiver, I think Uzama could see a couple of those red zone targets and gets you a touchdown, and usually that's all you need, especially in a shrunk NFL uh, bye week um, circumstance. Yeah. I think C.G. Uzama could sneak into that, you know, top half of tight ends, you know, top you know, eight to, you know, three to eight range, depending on maybe he gets a score and, you know, a few yards to boot. So I like CJ, CJ Uzama in this game. I do have a question for you. Um, okay. It is the, would you rather question of the week to wrap up the show? Uh, Dustin, this is oh a pretty man. harmless, not uncomfortable question at all. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> you should, you will, you'll like it. Here's the question. Episode 27, Thursday night recording. Would you rather your mother or your father pick your spouse for you and why? Oh, no. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> oh, like it's nothing against my dad. My dad just has tried to hook me up with girls in the past and it's gone terribly, terribly, terribly like... <laughs> What's he basing his uh his decisions off of? Oh yeah, he would like her. Yeah, why? Uh, you know, he would like you. He would what like is the you why? Because you don't have uh, like a criminal history, or like he likes like he's like, oh wow, you're single. Yeah, he would like you. Like that's all my that 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 that's the <laughs> okay. But I. So your mom's putting a little bit more into um, it. Yeah, I, I I would probably trust my mom to hook me up with a girl over my dad. Love you, dad. Uh, Got to give this one to mom, though. My answer here is also going to be my mom. Uh, I think my mom has seen me, and this is a legit answer. I think my mom has seen me through relationships uh, from middle school into high school and now through marriage and knows plenty of my ups and downs through them and knows kind of what I like, what I like to deal with, don't really want to put up with, all that kind of stuff. So, mom, shout out. I know you're probably going to listen to this episode. Thank you for uh, being the choice. If I had to let you pick a spouse, I would pick you to, let, to, to do the picking. There you go. I love it. Love the mom call out. There you go. It's a nice note to, to end it on. That feels good, man. That feels good. I w that's not as scary of a choice as I thought I was going to get. So, thank you for... My goal with these questions is for when I read them out loud, and for those listening, Dustin has no idea what the question is going to be. It is the only thing not on the show sheet, every show, and the, the instant reaction that you have, as long as it is, oh my gosh, I have no idea, initially, right? then I have succeeded. Yeah. Hey, it, it makes you think about it. It does. It's 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 terrifying, but fun all at the same time. 
kind of like uh, Chuba Hubbard being called for 150 and Jacoby Myers being called for a touchdown. Both that, calls, Dustin. I like it. That's what we call guarantees. And that's going to do it for this week's episode, though, for this preview show. I wish you all the best of luck heading into what is sure to be a fun, fun NFL weekend. Make sure you tweet at us. Show us your matchups. We'll get back to you with any advice, jokes, prayers, whatever you need this week. We got you. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, though, at Losing Sucks. Thanks for listening. Good luck. Good luck.